you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy. And uh, we were just, as we wrapped up yesterday, Thursday, we come into this Friday, sitting there with the lyrics to Jesus loves me and talking, uh, boy, Jesus loves you, brethren. I want you to know on this Friday, Jesus loves you. I want you to know that it's it's about Christ. And uh, good morning to you, Kevin. How's things going? Good morning, brother Doug. Things are going well, boy. You 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 blessed me by reminding me again about Jesus loves me. Uh, it, it takes on a new meaning when when you get to sing it to your mother and watch her literally depart for heaven under the the banner of His love. Man, oh my soul, I'm still pretty fired up about it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> In that fourth verse, brother, that fourth verse, Jesus loves me. He who died, heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away <laughs> my sin. Let his little I'm about child to shout come. And run oh, I mean, it's just. Oh, I, I mean, there's some time. <laughs> there's some things that are different, brother. And uh, when it comes to Jesus, he's different. You know, there's timeless truths. There's truth in God. I was uh, uh, going ahead in this scripture and and looking, and Kevin and I were talking, and I think this is a good place to talk about truth in God, and and, and truth is so important, and uh, you know, folks, we all know those people. I mentioned a preacher to you that was so excited about his own preaching that he signed his own Bible after every sermon, <laughs> but I, I, I remember, and, and uh, yeah, not only that, but this was a guy who uh, he could he could eat uh, soup and play the trumpet at the same time. He was so used to talking out of both sides of his mouth. But anyway, oh <laughs> I don't know where these things come from. I just, <laughs> but if you could play the trumpet and eat soup at the same time, you could talk it out of both sides of your face. But you know, John 14, uh, a chapter I love in the Bible, you know, we all, and, and folks, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking to you in, in, generalities uh, uh, about some preach most you know brother I will tell you I, I'm kind of like Kevin I love pastors and uh, I'll tell you I don't think I've ever met a pastor that I didn't like I think I came close a couple times but I, I don't think I ever met a pastor that I didn't like and and uh, we see over here in John 14 and and when we're talking about truth you know we know that Christ is the truth right the Bible says Jesus saith unto him I am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Over in John 8, it says, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Uh, Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth. You know, God gives us everything we need, Kevin, is what I'm getting at. He, we're reminded that Christ is the truth. He is the truth. All, all litmus tests uh, come before God. You know, he alone is the truth. And, uh, and, but then we're also reminded that the spirit of truth will guide us in all truth, not only in truth to come to God, not only in truth to accept Christ, but to live a life that's truthful, to live a life uh, that's honest in people's eyes. There's a testimony here, Kevin, that's bigger, uh, that's, that's bigger than us. It's God's. Yeah, boy, you just said the truth right there. Yeah. There's a testimony that's bigger than us. So 
the the problem with humanity is we think all truth stops here. We think we learn a few things. I mean, what's a what's a teenager? Why does a teenager become a uh, you know a, a, a droopy mouth uh, know it all? You know, wh- wh- why did they become so so sorry? Why did I become so sorry? It was because I learned a few things and thought I knew more than mom and dad. I thought I had truth. Truly, and you know, truly, you're you are wrong. I just. The, the, Anyway, the truth is that God's word is truth, and the truth is an absolute record. Where would we be without truth, by the way? But I want my children, talking about kids, I want my children to walk in truth. And I thank God. My children are, are humble, and I'm thankful that uh, for what God has done in their lives, and, and, and some of them become very successful. In fact, they're all successful, but, um, and, you know, as far as occupations and so forth. But, you know, I have no greater joy than my children to hear that my children walk in truth. And that's what John said. And he's speaking about his spiritual children in particular there, but I think it's second John, but the problem with humanity is, and we see this in the first, uh, first mention of truth in the Bible or true, a form of the word true in the Bible. I looked it up. And again, the first and second mentions are, are opposites. Um, the first one is John 4, 24. This is the first guy that used the word truth. He said, this is Lamech talking. He killed somebody and he goes to his wives. He had several wives. He said, if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech, 70 and sevenfold. That word truly is, you know, the same idea that when Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, Jesus spoke truth and Lamech saying, let me just tell you the truth. Let me tell you something, you know, and sometimes loud mouths like Lamech are, are people that are stuck on themselves to them. Truth starts and stops there. They think they know it all. They have a high view of themselves. Uh, they, Lamech's all about Lamech and, uh, and he became a criminal. He became a, a killer because of it. And, uh, and, but the second mention, so you got the guy thinking that he's truth and that's kind of like Satan, you know, Satan's the first dude that came on and brought sin into the creation, uh, in general, but humanity sin entered into the world through Adam, but Genesis 4, 24, 27, he said, blessed be the Lord God of my master, Abraham. This is a servant of Abraham, who has not left destitute, my master of his mercy and his truth. Talk about God's truth. He's saying, thank you, God, for giving to my master Abraham truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. So I'm wrapping it all up here. I think there's two ways to look at truth, Doug. One is that we already know it. and We don't need any more truth. And that's why we're not going to listen to the Bible. And two is to say, you know what? I want to be a humble servant and I just want to be in the way that the Lord will lead me by giving me his truth. I need his mercy and his truth. I don't deserve this. Truth does not start and stop with me. I'm dumb as a box of rocks without God. And I want God to give me his truth. I need it. Yeah. Boy, that's so good. We want our children to... Uh, be humble, and I'm I'm thankful that my children too are humble. I think, for the most part, and and you know, godly in that manner, and so important when we think about our testimonies, Kevin. And you talking about that with your kids and your life, and and going forward, is there's 
telling things that are untrue. So we remember, right, Proverbs 12, 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, and they that deal truly are his delight. So we delight God when we're truthful, and we don't have to work backwards and remember stories. I remember when I was in the Army, this, this one guy showed up late. And I remember there, actually, there were, it was a bad day, like three people showed up late. And I remember I, I called a young man into the office and I said, son, I said, private, why did you show up late? I want to know right now. And he looked at me and he said, well, to be honest with you, uh, he said, I was on my way here. And he said, I was driving my girlfriend's father's car and a horse died in front of me and I couldn't get around that horse. And he said, finally, you know, enough people came and we pulled the horse up the road and and he said, I started driving again, and it was another dead horse. He said, everywhere, these, these horses are dying everywhere. But he said, finally, the car ran out of gas, and I caught a ride, and I got here. And I said, you're such a moron. I said, you know, I said, there's no truth in what you're saying. I ought to just come over there and beat you up. But I said, hold on, I'm going to figure out what your punishment is. And I called the second guy in. And I said, private, why are you late? And he said, there were dead horses all over the road. So he got <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes the liars get together and conspire. But anyway, <laughs> we, we know that's a joke. But, you know, when we think of truth, Kevin, and I got to fit something in there every day. And, uh, but when we think of truth hey. and we think of our relationships, you know, and, and I'm not just talking family. I'm talking uh, the person I meet at Starbucks, the person I'm hanging out with, the, the lady I invite to church, the person who someone matters to me. They know the difference between truth. They know who stands for what's right. They know who stands with God, Kevin. I mean, I see it. Yeah, they they can tell. You know, the lost world, they have a sense of truth, at least when it comes to whether we're real. They know whether a Christian's real. The world knows if you're just faking it. They just, if you're talking about God and God is infinitely holy and God is infinitely wise, and we're not trusting in that, we're, not, we're claiming to know the one who has complete sovereignty and we're acting like we have to manipulate people and do those things. People, people know if we're, if we have to self-medicate, you know, out there, uh, getting drunk out there, just you know, all that kind of stuff. The world says, no, we don't. Believe. It's easy to say, but to live it. Yeah. The world wants to, to have real truth. And I think it arrests their attention when they're like, wow, this guy's been through some stuff and make no mistake about it. If you're going through struggles, you need to get, uh, get with Jesus so that people see it's real. Yeah. Listen, folks, we'll be right back with you. Keep that thought. Let's let the radio stations do what they have to do. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. love as we continue on with the life of Christ and we're in the book of John chapter 17 we're in verse number 17 through 19 verses 17 through 19 it says sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth as thou has sent me into the world even so have I also sent them into the world for their sakes I sanctify myself 
that they also might be sanctified through truth. And uh, I mean, Jesus is continuing on with this awesome prayer. He's, you know, he's, he's coming in here. He's talking about sanctification for the disciples through, through God's truth. The word of God is truth. God is declaring it to be true. And, uh, and, you know, this whole sanctification process, we know that literally means to be set apart or to be made holy. It's a, it's a process. We heard Pastor Miller say last week that, uh, you know, is it an action or is it a process? He would ask that on, uh, during these ordination services. And uh, people would come back and they weren't sure, and they'd say it's both. It's, uh, we, we continue, we trust God and, and thou has sent me into the world. Even so have I sent us, Kevin. He's talking about us disciples. He's talking about those of us. He's drawing this parallel between his mission and the mission of that and the disciples. And I don't know about you folks, but I think that's pretty cool, Kevin. I think it's great that we're part of this mission. Yeah, boy, that's just that verse right there that you just quoted and what you said about it just nails it as he sent us on, as he was sent on a mission, he sends on us, us on a mission. And, and the verse that's right before it just sets the stage for it. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify means to set apart. And again, the ship needs to be separate from the water. It's going to be in the water. It's going to interface with the water. It's going to connect with the water. The, rudder you know no the steering of the ship depends on the rudder and the rudder has it's the pressure of the water and the dynamics of the water they call it hydrodynamics i remember i wrote a paper in sixth grade on hydrodynamics but um i don't know why it was just we had to write a science science class but you lived on the uh, river brother i don't know yeah yeah. (laughs) that makes sense too but, uh, you know, and, and as if there's a propeller, which they didn't have back then, but a propeller depends on the water. So the church exists. There's part of the church that has to interface with the world. And uh, that's where we get our direction. And, and I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ, again, set the example and expectation because Jesus went where the need was with people. And it, it, he had his rudder in the water. He had his sails to the wind. The wind is his spirit, so to speak. And, uh, and Jesus did a lot of preaching from sailboats and so forth. But uh, that, that, that's our Savior it was interfaced intimately. I shouldn't say intimately. Interfaced um, directly with the world, in that everything that he did was for the sake of the world to to be born again, and for the Christians in the world to be sanctified or, or brought to brought up on deck. And uh, but that that relationship, Doug, is so uh, needed because he says, I, "As I've been sent to do this." you are being sent to do this. And as you go out, you know, don't, don't be afraid if, if God's put you in a position, a situation where it's uncomfortable that you're interacting with people that feel less holy than you. Yeah. That is not a wrong thing. That's God's will. But you have to be on the dry side of the, of the, of the, uh, I'm trying to think of the term, the de- the deck, the broad, the walls, the uh, anyway. There's the the walls of the ship. So uh, the hull, I guess you could say, you have to be on the dry side of the hull in order to properly interface. And that 
that is what God has sent us into the world to do, to be in the world, but not of the world. Why in the world did he leave me here so that I could find sinners? So tomorrow when I go into the world, they are not an interruption to God's plan of my life. Sinners are the reason I'm in this life. And Doug, sometimes I have a problem with that because I want to just stay on the sunny side on the deck. And God's like, no, you need to just, you know, cast the net down, start interacting with people, put the rudder in the water, put the props down, get, go forward on the, uh, on the oomph that comes from the excitement of winning souls to Christ and witnessing Doug, there's no greater joy then when we get to share the truth with uh, someone and we just feel the pressure within us that Jeremiah talked about, that we, we release the pressure uh, uh, and, and, put, and put the boat out in the water and start, you know, he said launch into the deep. So when the boat gets out into the deep water, it's, it's the most vulnerable feeling, but that's where we're going to see the most uh, activity in the water. That's what I want to do. You know, Doug, I don't want to be someone that uh, loses my uh, um, identity that I have with Christ. I want to have all to do with him, but I want everything I do to be all about the people that are around me, that God is scheduling my day around. Yeah. It, it's so easy, you know, to want to hang out with the, with the disciples. It's so easy to, you know, I remember years ago, I, uh, when we planted the church in New York years ago, it was, you know, as a pastor, you like to say, well, you know, part of my job, the biggest part of my job is to hang out with these disciples and these people saved. And then God just gobsmacks you, you know, and, uh, and you know, there's a whole process involved. Sure. We're going through the sanctification process. Absolutely necessary. Every church in the world has to do it, but boy, you know, we're like a mass unit right there on the front lines and, and, and God's word is the cure. And, uh, the Holy Spirit does the surgery. And and what you were saying there, you know, as we talk about truth and and sometimes accepting the truth of the mission. Uh, I what I what I was gathering from what you were speaking about and and sometimes living the truth of the mission. You know, and and understanding that we have a mission and that mission keeps that coach rolling down the road that Kevin's in. That mission, uh, you know, those bad days. Now listen. Kevin doesn't wake up every day saying, this is the greatest day of my life. He's not running around singing like Julie Andrews. Uh, you know, he wakes up, he pulls out the ibuprofen bottle, folks. He turns on his teapot, just like the rest yep. of us old dudes, you know. And, and I stare at the wall wondering, <laughs> what I'm, who am I? Yeah, and, and, and it can be an everyday thing. I mean, it, you know, and, and folks... You know, I, I think the important thing here, Kevin, in, in the scripture, as God's talking to us and, and those things going on, I, I think in my mind, I keep coming back to this idea that we've been sent into this world and Christ was sent to this world. Even so, I send them into the world. So we've got a job, Kevin. And, and the truth of the job, the mission of the job, the reality of the job is the greatest thing ever. But it doesn't it feel like a burden at times? 
Yeah, it does. It does. You know, I think that Jesus is talking over and over here about the keeping the water out of the boat and truth. Like you were saying, truth is, is the mission, but the worst thing to do to the truth is to water it down. Truth is the dynamo that keeps the, the Christian alive, you know, re- sanctify them through thy truth. Bible talks about our mind being renewed, uh, every day, but it's, you know, the, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when my mind is in the truth, but I tell you what, when the, when the engines in the boat get, get water, you know, bogged down, you know, it's turn on the bilge pumps, man. We got to get, we got to get the water out of the boat. And if we're starting to hang out with the world in the wrong way, and they're starting to be attractive to us, and we're starting to be ashamed of our savior, that's a sign that it's time to turn on the bilge pumps, get the Water out of the boat, spend more time with Jesus, get into church, get more involved, and let God be God. Folks, I got to tell you, it's a heavy world to live in when we're carrying all that junk. Just like Kevin said, turn on those pumps, man. Pump that stuff out of the bilge. The boat gets lighter. It moves faster. Your service to God is better. Get rid of that stuff. We love you guys. Happy Friday. Hang in there. You know, call that kindergarten number if you need to over the weekend. We'll see you on Monday. May God bless you guys. Have a great day. Don't forget to go to church. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.